It's good to see you. Without wasting any time, we are continuing our study in the book of Acts. Today we are looking at Acts chapter 23. Acts chapter 23. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 23. And uh, within an hour, we have to finish this chapter. We're going to break it down into three sections. So uh, we're going to do it the way I prefer it most. We'll read the scripture and then add flesh to the scripture. So we will have three readings. My biggest prayer always in the Bible study is this. That God's word first and foremost itself speaks to you. That as we read it, you begin to receive from it. This is the food that builds us up. So, so if you are receiving from it, you make my work easier. I just go ahead and add, add, add spices, roiko and katungulu chumu in there and the meal becomes... Yeah. Okay, so we're going to begin, uh, our first reading will be from verse 1 to verse 5 of Acts 23. So, so it's, we do this together, we move together, we are in the same spirit, in the same word. Kabonasingo Echa sigibwa okutu okutukura era otudde okunsalira omusango ngamateka bwegali norangira okunkuba ngamateka bega taragira abali bamuyimiride okumpi ne bagamba anti ovuma kabona asingo obukuru owakatonda Paulo nagamba anti badde simumanyi aboluganda ngaye kabona asingo obukuru kubanga chawandikibwa anti so up to this point, we have seen Paul on a journey to Jerusalem. We saw him that at the start of this journey, the Lord revealed to him what would happen to him in Jerusalem. And along the road, he met into several brethren who received the prophecy and also warned him and said, trouble is waiting for you in Jerusalem. And a famous man, a famous prophet called Agabus prophesied over him and said, the owner of this belt, you know, having taken his belt, the owner of this belt is going to be bound once he reaches in Jerusalem. And we saw that some brethren decide to de try to discourage him and say, you know, you shouldn't go to Jerusalem. If this is going to happen to you, don't go there. But the more they tried to discourage him, the more he was purposed to reach Jerusalem. Until they all said, the will of the Lord be done in your life. And up to this point, everything that had happened to Paul can be described in those very few words. It was the will of the Lord for his life. Paul had something I like to call the Paul effect. Paul had something I like to call the Paul effect. 
Paul effect. The Paul effect. Anytime Paul came into a city, the city will recognize that Paul has come in the city. There were those who would believe, but a whole majority would want to take him up and kill him. The Paul effect. The poor COVID. It's it's like the man had to be because of the presence of the Lord that was on him. There was nowhere he went, and he wasn't recognized. The zeal of the gospel that was on him. Each place he came in had to open doors for him, and people had to recognize him. And, and even before we get into it, allow me to ask you, you what is your effect? What, what is the Chitaka effect? When you enter somewhere, what happens? So, so Paul came to Jerusalem and brought his Paul effect. And caused trouble in Jerusalem. This chapter continues on on that very situation that was in Jerusalem. In the last chapter, they allowed him to make a defense of himself until he said the word Gentiles, God sending him to Gentiles. And then they wanted to kill him and the meeting ended there. But because the commander was confused, the commander of the garrison, the commander decides that let's bring this man before the supreme court of the Jews. What is called the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin. It, it was this was the squad of the most feared guys in the Hebrews. These were, these were the same guys that sent us Jesus to the cross. So they said, let's bring Paul before the Sanhedrin. And if you have been to court, and you know the proceedings of what happens in court. From verse 1, you see that this entire trial was a mess of a trial. Because he's standing before them. He is waiting for his charge. And no one says a thing to him. So in this chapter, Paul himself opens up the proceedings in the court. And he begins it like this. Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And what an introduction. And I want you to see this. Because I don't know if this is the first time. But Paul describes himself. He talks about himself and his kind of life. He talks about his character as Paul. He talks about his heart as Paul. And he says these words. I have lived ever since I came to understanding. I have lived in all good conscience before God to this day. And you know what he's saying? He's saying, I have lived a life of truthfulness. I have been an authentic person. I have walked in integrity. All of my life, I have been an upright man. 
One of the things that I admire about Paul is Paul was never half in of things. That today I'm preaching the gospel. Today I am born again. But on Tuesday you find me, I'm a chari, I'm doing other things. And on Thursday I can pass by the club and take one for the road. When Paul decided to do something, he gave himself all to eat. Even when he was persecuting the church, he did it with all of his heart. Even if he was wrong, he was sincerely wrong. When he came on the side of Jesus Christ, he came in all of himself. And he was one person. Not divided. Not separate in any way. Now I want to bring this to you. I want to guarantee you. The gospel remains useless to you. Unless you dress it. Unless you allow yourself to enter into the position of Paul. And you step in his shoes. And you decide for yourself whether they are small or big. Now I want you to imagine. You are brought before the Supreme Court. And they are asking you for an account of your life. Tell us to this day how have you lived? Would you be able like Paul to say to this day and you know you looked at them honestly straight in the face. It's like I was saying look at me, I'm not joking about this. This is the truth. I have been upright and walking in integrity all of my life to this day. If I am Chitaka, I said, no. I passed somewhere. I have done clubbing. I know what it means. That big bottle of You take it halfway and then you sleep on the ground. So, so if someone tells me, speak about your life, this is what I would say. I didn't live much of a life. But the day I met Jesus Christ, he completely transformed my life. That since then, I have been walking in all good conscience to this day. And you should be able to say the same thing. The past is the past. Stand before the council and, and say to them, I was a nobody. But the day I met Jesus Christ, I have lived in all good conscience to this day. Now, that looks like a small thing. But there is a day that is coming when men will be required to give an account of their lives. And this will be the last day, the day of judgment. There will be no other chance. People always remember to do an assessment of their life on a day of death. 
Abantu bajukirokola okweba okwepimapi mamu kunakule bagendo kufa. So no 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 when, when say someone has died and you are you are at the burial. Engomuntu afude ngoli mukuzika. So they are saying these things about the dead person. Gundi oyonna yakola anga bwati. They are saying good things kubunamo lwomugezinti. This is what they used to do. They even start lying and calling a person good. And those there start thinking and asking themselves what will be said of them when they are dead. But we have a man called Jesus Christ that transforms all things and gives you the perfect testimony of your mouth about your life. See this. When Paul said, I have lived in all good conscience before before God until this day. The next verse says, the high priest said, you who is standing next to that guy, slap him. This is the high priest. He does not answer anything. He simply commands the guy next to him, slap him. Tell me. Where do you think Paul had not done way? anything to this man? What had he done to him? Nothing. Nothing. Why did the high priest command Paul to be slapped? There are some people that will be offended when someone says something that they are not. For example, I have been in places allow me to say this. And I was speaking about Mbona. And I said in 14 years that I have been with Mbona I do not know any other woman. I know only my one. And a man stands up and says, Why are you telling what us that? The person who is speaking that? is a pastor. But he is offended. Then you begin to think, what have I done to the man? What you have done to him is like by saying that you have slapped him. The same thing that Paul did. The, the research shows that the high priest was a corrupt man. This Ananias had bribed himself into the position. And he was guilty of several crimes. So when Paul said, I have lived in all good conscience, the man said, and he said, slap him. The man said, what are you trying to say? So please slap him for me. Paul, ye. Slap him for me. And Paul says, Paul, God will slap you, you whitewashed wall. <laughs> Was Paul angry? Paul, Paul was, he was he angry? Kakati. <laughs> Did Paul uh, curse or he spoke in vain? Let me tell you what Paul did. With a holy anger, he prophesied over him. And he called, he, his, God shall smite thee. You white washed wall. This one calls it whited wall. If you remember, Jesus used the same words talking about the same exact people. He said, Pharisees, you are like whitewashed tombs. Amaralo. <laughs> 
But but you know they, they make them look so nice. But inside of them are dead men's bones. That's exactly what Jesus said to them when he said, "Talk to them." These men had perfected making themselves look good on the outside. When they walked through the the market. Everyone will say, those are the most righteous people you have ever seen. And yet on the inside, they were full of murder. This is the high priest that is seated before Paul this day. And you guys, let me tell you a secret. Because in the the right word to use on such a person is called a, a hypocrite. A person who is two, two people in one. When he stands here, you see someone else. When you find them home, you find there someone completely different. When they came in the in the Temples and in the councils, they came dressed in the most these these robes, and they walked with grace. And everyone's he never got to be talking about why. But don't ever forget that God looks here. He looks at the heart. And that's why when he comes to change our lives, he begins here. What is here is what then comes on the outside. The heart. So, so it is... It is unacceptable for a child of God to be different on the face and different here. Then you are not different from this, this, this guy here. Hallelujah. If, if in your heart there is bitterness, there is anger, there is jealousy, there is uh, all of these negative things, take it to the Lord. And say, Lord, help me in my heart. I don't want this jealousy to be there in my heart. You know, I was sharing a scripture with... Uh, with uh, with my, my colleagues here, the guys that we sit with in the meeting. Mm-hmm. I think I know why the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Because it says in one of the Psalms, and I'm paraphrasing this. Says, Lord, when people see me on the outside, they see a perfect man. They see a king who is appealing to everyone. But then he prayed to him a sincere prayer. But you who sees the heart, try me. Examine me. Check my heart. And make sure it pleases you. Then you are not a whitewashed uh, There you are. Yeah. Examine me, O oh Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. This word sometimes is, in other versions it says, try my mind and my heart. That is a man who wants to please God. That's a man who wants their heart to be proper before God. But anyway, Paul goes on, someone says, are you reviling God's high priest? And Paul says, I do not know, I did not know brethren. That he was the high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of the rule of your people. But he does not repent. You apologize. It is like he's saying, this is no high priest. Because he does what is contrary to the law, which law he's supposed to represent. Hallelujah. 
Naye Paulo we yategeera ng'ekitundu ekimu ekyabasadduka n'ekyokubiri kyaba farisayo mm -hmm. nayogerera waguru mu lukiiko nti mm -hmm. abo luganda mm -hmm. nze ndi mu farisayo omwana wa farisayo <laughs> nsalirwa omusango oresubi nokuzukira kwabafu mm -hmm. bwe yayogera bwato ni wabawo okuyomba wakati waba farisayo na basaddukayo mm -hmm. ekibina ne chaukanamu kubanga abasaddukayo bagamba nti tewali kuzukira ne wankubadde ba malaika ne wankubadde omwoyo ne abafarisayo ebebyo na babikiriza ne wabawo okukaya na kunji abawandisi abamu abomuchitundu <laughs> echa abafarisayo ne bayimirira <laughs> ne bawakana nga bagamba nti tetula bachibi ku muntu ono <laughs> era chinaba chitya oba omwoyo obanga malaika yayogera na ye Bwe wabawo okuyomba okunji, omukuru waba serikale nati angaraba paulo, bagara okumuyuzamu. Naragira echitongole okukawansi okumuja wakati mubo, na manyi, bamutuare mungkambi. Aomuchiro echokubiri, mukama wafe naimilida wari na gambanti, guma omoyo, kubanga, nga bonji. Bonjuri de wano. Muyenu sane mi elachikugwani de okunjuri da boto nerumi. Hallelujah. I want you to see two things. There are so many things to see there, but I just want you to see two of them. The rest you will see for yourself. Waluwebi ntubinje biyokula wano. Nenja galanze nkulagewi bide bide. Onebiye da bida. The other thing that amazes me about Paul. Echira lechi nsanyusa ku Paulo. Paul was a man who had a perfect understanding of, of the gospel, its enemies. He's a man who knew his craft. Because the Bible says Bible that after he rebukes the high priest, he looks at the people who are seated before him and he sees that there are two groups. There are Pharisees and there are Sadducees. And he knew them perfectly well. He knew what their beliefs were. He knew what their strongest points were. He knew what their weaknesses were. And he knew where their differences were. And because of that knowledge that he had, it is that knowledge that God used in that time to save the man. Because he spoke just one sentence and he caused them to come against themselves. He simply said, I am a Pharisee. The son of a Pharisee. These people that you see are bringing these charges to me because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. The, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection of the dead. The Sadducees, who people call the Sadducees, eh? do not, to this, day, to this day, they do not believe in the resurrection of the dead. They do not believe in the afterlife. For them, they believe you live once, when you finish, you finish that seat, you become dust, and your memory is gone. You go nowhere. And they believed it so strongly. And the other guys believed it so strongly. That after Paul said those words, all he had to do was stand back and look on. And their difference stared at each other. I want you to see God. The enemies that had come together to destroy Paul immediately they split and started a fight terribly. And the child of God was just standing there. The Bible has said that the dissension was too 
great that the commander had to pull Paul out because he was afraid they were going to tear him in pieces. And the Pharisees say, we find no evil in this man. What is he even doing here? The one who had come to destroy him, he said, He's, he's, he has no crime. <laughs> he started fighting for Paul, fighting against those that wanted to destroy him. And the thing I want you to see is this. Paul knew the situation pretty well. He, he knew where to tweak to get these guys to bash their heads. And that's why I want to challenge you a little bit. How much do you know of your craft? How much, how much, how well do you know the gospel? We went to evangelize in Wakiso. And I met a Muslim girl. She first refused to speak to me. And I literally had to say, no. Oh, wait. I am not as terrible as you see me. And she said, if I'm going to talk to you, it's me who is going to talk. I want to ask you questions. And she asked a question. Is that God that you pray to? When do you see him? When I start praying to him, when will I see him? Let's say he had, she had met you. What, what would you say to her? How would you say to her? What would you say? The thing about evangelism today is the gospel has been preached. Rounds and rounds of Christians have gone through the people that they have come to a point where now they ask questions. You said Jesus is gracious. Recently, my mother just died. Why did she die? Why didn't Jesus heal her? Yet it, we pray to him. It is no longer acceptable that a child of God is not aware that there are questions you cannot answer. What delivers Paul at this point is his knowledge of the people who were sitting before him and how he was he could work it to his good. Study your Bible. Listen to the gospel. Read extra books that describe the gospel. Pray for discernment, pray for knowledge, pray for wisdom. In those post, in that portion of scripture, you see the three major enemies of the gospel. They were the enemies then. They are still the enemies today. And those three are coming for us. Number one are the Pharisees. The Pharisees represent the religious leaders. The people you would expect to be for the gospel are the people who go against it, number Number two, where the Sadducees. These are the elite. The, 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 the people who call themselves world thinkers. The people who are thinking for the world right now who, who, who believe you should not touch even grass unless they give you permission to touch that leaf of grass. Do you guys know the people like that? There's a group like that. That, that believe they can control the world, control all of us with the touch of the button. And, and as we speak, things are progressing quickly to try and make that happen when they have you in their hand that they can make you stand stiff or fall down and die. The third 
enemy of the gospel is the political leaders, the, the, the Romans, the, polit the Romans represent the political leaders. The government who has power, who has guns, who has soldiers. If you do not know these things, they are waiting for you. I, I, I like people who who ponder things. I like people who listen to news. People who listen to budgets. Analyzing. You guys are joking. There are people who wait for the budget from January. They are waiting for investment opportunities. They listen to the budget carefully. They know where the money is going, where the money is not going. And they wait for the money where it is going. If money has been allocated in oil, you will find them in oil, providing services in oil. There are people who have decided that now tourism and hotel is going down. They are predicting that it will only go back until 2026. They have already seen it. You, you get your, your 100 millions and you say, I'm going to build a hotel. And you make losses in the next three years. My point is, we need to wake up. We, we must be people who are inquisitive, people who are curious, people who know what's going on. The people who know our scriptures perfectly well. The second thing I want you to see is what Jesus does. But the following night, the Lord stood by him. Stood by who? Uh -huh. He stood by Paul and said, Be of good cheer. Paul. Paulo. For as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. Now, God does not waste words. When he says, don't fear, he has seen that you are afraid. When he said to Paul that, be of good cheer, he saw that Paul was beaten down, he was discouraged. Now, from where he had come, having succeeded in getting these guys to fight by themselves, you would have thought that Paul would have been jumping around and saying, you would have thought Paul would be celebrating and jubilating because he had caused these guys to fight. But Paul had a heart for his countrymen like no other. Somewhere the Bible says, he himself said that I wish I was a cast for my brethren's sake. That he was willing to give up his life and not go to heaven as long as the Israelites went into heaven. And so having seen what happened in that meeting, in that session, Paul was crushed. Because he saw that his brothers were so far away from seeing Jesus Christ. And he must have been wondering, what must a man do to get them to see Jesus? He was so discouraged that the Lord Himself had to descend from heaven and come and stand by the man. That is also mysterious. There are people who have such an effect on Jesus that when they are in a situation, Jesus himself comes and stands by them and speaks. And he, he comes and speaks. So Jesus says to him, 
Be of good cheer. Don't be discouraged. And he says to him, Your work in Jerusalem is finished. And Paul would have said, I did not win a single soul. Because the scriptures here do not say even one person that was converted. Everywhere else he went, people would fight, but at least some people would give their lives to Christ. But in this particular place, not even a single person. But Jesus tells him, Your job here is done. It's like he's saying to him, Well done. Good and faithful. It is done. You've nailed it. Now, now there, is, there is a secret in that portion of it. Because you know we, we the Pentecostal church, have given ourselves the responsibility of converting people. In fact, we begin to challenge ourselves. How many have you brought to the Lord? Have you ever even brought a single soul to the Lord? And we have developed the mindset that bringing the people to the Lord is our responsibility. He told us to go and preach the gospel. Bringing the people is his responsibility. Somewhere he says that when Paul went there, the Bible says that as many as were appointed to eternal life came to him. So, so, you, you, you may have received the standards of the local church. Then you miss the mark of that which is sent you for. What he has asked you to do, be faithful to that, and do that. Well done, good and faithful son. And when he comes, he will say, I am finishing. There's, there's, a, there's a story, I don't know if it's real, real or not real, but I've heard it, and allow me to tell it to you. But, they said there's a woman who had an encounter with Jesus Christ. This woman tried serving in different positions and wanting to do everything. That when she had a meeting and encounter with Christ, that the assignment I gave you it was to come to church, sit in your chair, pray for the pastor that is going to preach, that is all I wanted from you. That was your job. The rest was as useless to you. Whenever she sat, she, she, she was as if doing nothing. Grace looks good in the choir, also join the choir. Now, the last thing that Jesus tells Paul, that just as you have witnessed for me in Jerusalem, you must also bear witness for me in Rome. And what he's telling him is this. It is time for you to go to Rome. Your work is finished here. Now it's time for you to go to Rome. How was he to go to Rome? Yes, section here again. Is the last section. Mm -hmm. 
tumaze kuta Paulo. Kale kakano mwe noruchiko mugambe omkuru wabasedi kale amulete wansi jemuri ngabagala oku. Ngaba gala ukongera okumanya amazima gebi gambo vye. Mm -hmm. Na fetu na muta nga tanatusu, tanatusi, tanatusi wa eyo. Nye mutabani, mutabani wa mwanyi na wa paulo na ulira oru peruno. Na jana ingira mungkambi na ulira paulo. Paulo na ita omuku basirikale na mgambanti. Tuwala omurenzi ono eri omusirikale omukuru. Kubanga alina echigambo chayagara okumubu ulira. Awo ori na mtuwala na amuleta eri omukuru wa wasedikale na gamba paulo. Na gamba anti paulo omusibe ya mpise na nega ilia okukule tila omurenzono. Ngalina chagenda okukubu ulira. Omukuru wa wasedikale na amukwata kumukono ni ya ula kumuchama na mubuza anti. Bigambo chibiori na okumbu ulira. Na mgamba anti abayuda ya wateseza oku kwe gairira okuleta paulo encha wansimu luchiko nga agenda okongera okumubuza amazima ngebi gambo vye kale gwe toba kiliza kubanga abantu bawe nga ana bamuteze nga bela ilide okubutalia ni wankubate okunywa echintu chona wabuna nga bamaze okumuta nabo kakano bateze tese nga bali indirira gwe okukiliza Awo omukuru wabasari kare na asibula omulenzi. Boyamala okumu kutiranti tobulida ko omuntu nti ombuli de evigambo vino. Awo naita babili kubasari kare abadumizi na abagambanti. Mutegeke abasari kare bibili na beba gala embarasi nsavu. Na abamafumu bibili bagende ekaisalia musawa eyoku satu eyechido. Ena mutegekeo ne embarasi paulo. Jana gende lako, bamtuare, mirembe okumutu sa eri ferikis, uwe saza. Na wandika ebaru wakunsonga enonti, kulaudio lusia eri uwe chitiwa, uwe saza ferix. Kulamusiza, omusa jono, ya kwati wa abayudaya bevali wa genda okumuta. Nengenda, nabasarikare jevali, nemba mujako, kubanga narintegede ngamurumi. Elabe nayagara okwe nayagara okutegera ensonga jeba mulanze okumulopa ne mutwala mu luchiko lwawe nenda banga lopedwa byakubuzibwa ebyo mu mateka gamwe gawe nayenga tewali nsonga ya kumusa ne wankubadde okusibibwa bwe bambulira nti waliwo olukwe olokumuta kwe kusalawo Amangu ago okumuweleza jori. Nelane ndagira abamulopa okuleta ensonga zawe jori. Abaseri karenga mwebala gira. Nebatuwala paulo mchilo. Nebatuka mu antipatuli. Nkera nebaleka aboku mbarasi okugenda ne paulo. Okutuka ekaisalia. Abalala nebadayo mungkambi. Abo mwebatuka ekaisalia. Nebawa ebaluwa owesaza elani neba muanjuli la paulo. Puyamara okujisoma na avuza esaza jeyava. Puyamuvu udiranti yava mkirukia na agambanti. Ndiku udiriza ava kulopa mwebaliva baze. Nalagira okumuku umira murubiri wa kerode. Ali murubiri. Hallelujah. Now, now, I want us to close with this. The last thing he told him is your work is finished here. Now you must go to Rome. Paul is in prison. There is no way he's going to prepare his transport to go to Rome. And God says, don't worry about it. I am going to get you to Rome. I'm going to prepare you a transport so grand that will get you in Rome. And I want you to see how God does it. I want you to see how God fights your battles when you do not even know. Because what begins is men arise and say we will not eat or drink until we have killed Paul. The Bible says 
They bound themselves with a great oath. We will not eat or drink until we have killed Paul. And how many were they? 40 of them. Actually, more than 40 of them. They invite the high priest. Now, I want you to know that while they are doing this, God is doing, is preparing his transport for his soldier, for his Paul to Rome. And I want you to see the different pictures that we see. At this point, we have seen men who want to kill Paul. God himself knows what he's doing to get Paul in Rome. These 40 men come to the high priest and they tell the high priest, we have bound ourselves to kill him. We want you to pretend that you are calling him as if you are going to investigate some more. But before he gets there, we will kill the man. And the high priest, who is the high priest, who is the bishop, accepts and says, okay. This time he will not succeed. But the Bible says, while they are saying that, Paulo's sister's son, did you know that Paul had a sister? It's right there. Paul's sister's son, heard about the plot. The Bible does not say Bible it how the young man heard the report. May I believe that God pulled him by the ear. He pulled him by the ear until he heard the plot. And when he had, he had the plot, God pushed him to go and tell Paul in the prison. And the young man comes and talks to Paul. Again, imagine you were Paul. They beat you for preaching Jesus. Now you're bound. Now a young man comes and tells you, that the terrorists have so they won't eat or drink until you're dead. If you're Paul, what do you do there? Huh? <laughs> the, the, the Bible does not say that he wailed. The Bible does not even say that he began praying and fasting and saying, The Bible started speaking those words and rejecting and condemning those people. The Bible says, Paul said to a soldier, Take that young man to the commander. That's a man of faith. The Bible does not go on to say what Paul remained doing in the in the cell. Anyway, the young man comes to the to the to the to the commander. He tells him about the plot. And because the commander knew how terrible the Pharisees and the Sadducees were, he believed. And from that point, he prepared Paul's transport to Rome. He prepared 70 horsemen, 200. He summoned two of his sons. Get 200 soldiers ready. <laughs> With 70 cavalry. And 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at night tonight. Get Paul a horse on which he will be taken. 
It is said that only a king would be taken like that. That, The multitude of those soldiers only escorted a king. They took him surrounding without paying a coin. Only because Jesus said you have to go to Rome. And his journey to Rome began from there. Very quickly, I want to end with this. Give give me three minutes and I end with this. What do you think? Because because Paul was eventually taken. What do you think happened to the 40 men that bound themselves that they will not eat or drink until they had killed Paul. <laughs> because when they made the oath, by saying that we will not eat or drink, they were saying, if we do not kill him, we die ourselves. Now, those who gather themselves to kill a man of God, we don't know, but me, I think they ended up dying. If if they didn't die, they quit on their oath and they were destroyed for the rest of their lives. I know that there are people who had taken an oath to destroy you. I know that you have aunties that had cast you and said, this and this will never happen to you. But you who is a child of God, hold your peace. Remain in faith. And you will see the Lord orchestrate things. I tell people that God's best work that he does for you, you will not see. Paul was there trusting God. So you, you do not have to see or know what God is doing. You, you have to do one thing. Just believe. What the enemy meant for evil. God has stand out for my good. I am more than a conqueror. You go around declaring yourself, I will go through this. You cannot be stopped. Because you are a child of God. The child of the living God. When they threaten you and you run out of your house and the village, you have ashamed the faith. I want to encourage you. Stand bold. Stand firm. Walk in faith. And God will do amazing things before you. Those that had so, they have to see you dead. You'll see them being buried. And you pray for them as they're being buried. Please stand up and Indeed, Lord, you are amazing. We want to thank you for your word this evening. And we want to thank you for your mighty warrior, Paul. It is our desire to imitate Paul as he imitated you. We want to be warriors of the same caliber of Paul. Warriors of the faith who cannot be shaken in this faith. And though the storm may rage around us and people bind themselves with an oath to do us harm, I pray this day that we would remain standing firm in faith. Knowing that you who delivered Paul, you are our deliverer. all around you are working things for our good. Even in that which we don't understand. 
Lord, I pray that our eyes would remain focused on you, Jesus. And if there be anyone in us this evening who is very discouraged, like when Paul was discouraged when he came from that session of the spring, we pray that you stand by them this night. Come and stand by them like you stood besides Paul and encourage them and renew them and put their their feet firmly back on the path that leads to eternal life. I pray my king that this word this word will be a seed that will yield a hundred produce in these souls. Bless your people as they return home. In the name of Jesus Christ, we Amen. Amen. Amen.